What it is, what it do, you tune into the Jose Morales Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Morales, and we're back in the ring, this time with a special guest, my man Bobby Amato, a.k.a. Stand Up. Welcome on, baby. Thanks Thank you for, for coming on. on. Man. Appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you for a lot of reasons. You made me do a lot of things that I didn't think I would ever do, and mm-hmm. you made me push me to do it. We'll talk about that, but before we talk about that, I want to... Uh, 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 get familiar with your story, who you are, where you were raised. A lot of people from the gym, when I put here, hey, who you want to have on the podcast, you were mentioned. How do you feel about people wanting to know your story? I appreciate that, uh, that they want to hear me on. And uh, I know some of them were saying that I'm quiet, and it's 5.30 in the morning, so I don't know what you psychos expect <laughs> to hear from me at 5.30 in the morning. Like, I'm just waking up, so I don't know they wanted me to be all funny uh, yeah. in the morning. I'm I like, yeah, s- I don't talk. I was like, yeah, I don't talk in the morning. I'm just I'm just here to hit a bag so I can get these demons out of my head, all right? It's just this <laughs> negative energy. I'm not going to in here, like, cracking jokes. And you're way up, so it's like, I appreciate someone, you know, just doing the talking, and I just want to... Right before starting, he was like, I'm way more talkative in the afternoon. He's yes. like, come work out with me in the afternoon, I'm more talkative. I am not a morning person, so for me to even... That was an adjustment I made in my life to, like, start waking up. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to start doing something I don't like doing and it's, waking up in the, in the morning. It's crazy, too, because your schedule, like, you're up late. Yes. And then you show up early. How the yeah. f- do you do that? Uh, it's not healthy. It's not, <laughs> it's healthy, not at healthy at all. I get home at, like, 1 a.m. sometimes, and then I was coming to the, you know, sometimes a 4 a.m. thing when I started doing that. But, no, with the kids, it was just like I started, I had two kids now, and then it's like, that's, I need to find time when I can actually wake up and, like, yeah. do my own thing. And it and can the morning's be consistent. Easier. Yeah. And she wasn't up, and then uh, when she saw... Once my fiance saw I was happy and I had a consistent schedule, then of course she wanted to interrupt it. So she's like, I need to work out in the morning now. And uh, so she's been trying to work. All of a sudden she needs to work out at 5.30 oh, yeah. in the morning now. Shout out so, to the fiance, huh? Nah. <laughs> she saw me smiling and coming home. She's like, like he's you know too happy. I mean? Yeah, she's like, hey, how do I... Uh, how do I mess this up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me get some of that happiness. Yes. So, so when's the wedding? Uh, I haven't planned that yet. Man, what the know. hell? You got, you got engaged and... Listen, man, I was getting pressured because we did a minority <laughs> thing, all right? We bought a house, had the two kids. We you did, did everything backwards. backwards. Yeah, I did everything backwards. So. That's how I did it. Mexi- I tell you, I was Mexican married for 10 years. I had kids, house, and then I got engaged. I got the ring. I thought that would uh, delay it a lot longer, but I'm getting a lot of pressure now <laughs> from this wedding all of a sudden. But you better I, do it, man. I, did, I want a smaller the, wedding. Is she I, asking? I don't want a big one. What? Yes. So she'd be like, what's up with the wedding? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then it's on. You got to do it. So I don't know. I kind of want a small one now. I don't want a big one. I thought I want like a 300 person one now, but now I just want to maybe just small something small, so I'm not gonna go in debt just because everyone wanted a drink. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, I think I feel like my things. It's, it's you have to have open bar with all my family and friends. So yeah, I saw I saw how you guys partied. It was your sister's birthday on the. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yes, so it's like that. Yeah. It's like that at the bottom. Yeah, no, I, I was like, damn, it's like, Jose, it's not, well, it's like, well, I'm like, my family. I was like, what's going on in that room? I know. So just just quick little recap. When I did the stand-up. Um, it was the same day as his sister's birthday. Yeah, it was her birthday. And they did, at the backstage, they had the green room, and the door right next to the green room is another room, and it's just a whole bunch of people just drinking. And oh, yeah, I was I like, tons of alcohol. Just I was like, hold up, am I in the right place? Like, what the f- is popping off in that room? It was Bobby's family turning up. It was the Costco-sized bottles, too, so it's like, you know there's going to be a fight at the end of it. It's like the Kirkland vodka that's like a gallon, and the, the Patron, and the Casamigos, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So tell us about you, man. Where'd you grow up? Where to Give us your your history. Sacramento. Went to uh, Natomas High School. Yeah. And then always played sports growing up, so I played baseball and uh, basketball. Oh, all, really? All my life growing up. Played soccer Com- for a Competitively? Like a bit. Yeah, all the way through high school. Baseball, I was probably better at. I started four years on varsity. Mm-hmm. And then and, what happened uh, after high school? Went to Sac State and um, 
like I didn't like college. Like I just I got good grades in high school, so I'd always be in like honors classes and stuff like that. And then I went to college, and I knew everybody in high school, right? And that was a big change for me because I went to Sac State, and all of a sudden I didn't know nobody. And I was like, and I was just going to class and going home. I'm like, man, this sucks. Like I, everything I watched on TV, I was like, this is not what college is like. You yeah, know, I watched yeah. partying and stuff, and then because <laughs> I kind of I was like, this is not fun at all. Like I'm just doing. Everyone and tells going you home. college is fun. You're like, hold up, this ain't fun. Yeah. So then my brother was like, hey, I'm thinking about joining fraternity. I'm like, I don't even know what that meant, you know? I think I'm, I think I'm about rushing a fraternity, so I didn't know what rush meant. I was like, I, didn't, I had no idea what that went. So we went to this fraternity thing. I ended up joining, um, like, one of the largest, like, it's like multicultural fraternity um, at uh, Sac State. Yeah. And then that got me into, like, wanting to be there because I knew a bunch of more people now. And then they had intramural sports and stuff, like, stuff that I was still wanting to do. And then I became president of that. So Damn. then I was partying. Like crazy. So then that's like the Van Wilder life. Cause that's what I thought college was gonna be like. And I'm like, oh, this is now, now it is. So I live with four guys um, that was in the same fraternity. And then we we're throwing crazy parties at our house um, and all this stuff. So that's when college started. Yeah. And that's when, you know, uh, I was going to, going to school for like a whole year. And I think I got six units. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, th I'm just partying too much. You know what I mean? And then so like I had to learn how to balance that. So like, do you being, regret that? No, hell no. I was in college for six and a half years. I enjoyed it. The teachers were like, hey, man, maybe you should, they kept seeing you hand flyers out in class. They're like, maybe you should like get out of here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you should think about graduating. So uh, I switched my major like eight times. Oh, shit. So I went from, uh, I went in for uh, criminal justice, went to English, like psychology. Whole bunch of stuff. Liberal studies. So Antonio yeah. wants to know how, Antonio said this. He's like, ask him how his parents feel that he's Asian and a comedian and he's not a doctor or, or something like that. And see, okay. That, that's Antonio. Antonio my, said it. Uh, Not me. Very racist question, Antonio. Okay, <laughs> my family, no, I'm not having goddamn doctors in my family. All right? My family's hella hood, all right? They're not good Asians, all right? They, my dad fixes everything with duct tape. Uh, if you went to my house, he's you would, Filipino, you would, man. Yeah, it's, uh, he's not. No, I'm they're not, yeah, no, I don't have those trunks of money. You know, that's something okay. like the Filipinos, their grandparents are super rich. Like, no. So it's not like that. But my, uh, my parents got divorced when I was in eighth grade. So then my, uh, my mom, I'll, I'll get to your question real quick, but like, so like the, I had a normal life and it was good. And then my dad had a like weird, like, I, he fights weird. So he's like, oh, you're gonna go after child support? He and he got custody of us. He's like, I'm gonna quit my job too. And then we moved into an apartment. So now instead of us living in a two story house, it was four of us in like a two bedroom. And uh, I still don't oh, know shit. why, he quit this job out of spite. He's like, oh, you're gonna try to, he's already gave you the house, now you're gonna try to get more money. He's like, I'll just quit my job, which is really stupid. You know, because he never even like knew how to cook and stuff. So he's like taking care of us now, full time. But like now he doesn't have money, so it just got real hood in the in the, in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah we get top ramen. Yeah, top ramen and Kool Aid. And then uh, you know, like the first day he uh, he went to wash his our laundry downstairs. And then he came back up with an empty basket, and he's like, "Someone stole so our much shit." <laughs> like, and then he just went to sleep. He just went to sleep. I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "He just went to sleep." He's like, oh, "Someone stole our clothes." I'm like. <laughs> All right, I guess I don't have a basketball jersey anymore. So oh, it was, uh, shit. Yeah, it was a completely different time in my life. So, like, that, that whole period of high school was like, was like that. But, uh, no, after college, man, did, I was Did the divorce mess do. with you? Yeah, it made me uh, realize that things don't always work out. Like, things that maybe you thought were going to work out and life's supposed to go a certain way. Mm -hmm. That it could be one way, and then it ends up, it can be a completely different um, way and then also too it made me not want to hold grudges and stuff my parents didn't talk to each other for a while and they made it you know it was a lot messier than I think it needed to be um, but looking through it with emotions involved I understand now I'm older I understand a lot of the stuff and now I actually realize I was like you guys should probably got divorced two years before that yeah. now I understand relationships and like how stuff works 
Like you shouldn't, and that's one thing as a parent now, I'm like, I'm not gonna stay in a relationship just because of kids. Like, it didn't make it better, but they probably prolonged it. You yeah. know, now that I now that I look at it. But um They should have done it sooner. Yeah, they should have done it sooner and they could have been more mature about it. You know, my mom's calling the cops on my dad, stuff like that. I'm going home in the cop cars <laughs> hey, all the time. You for real she, not you're not the typical Asian. No, nah, I'm real. going home like, in the cop cars. Even, <laughs> my mom's accusing my dad of crazy stuff, man. You know, I just uh, so um no after uh after all that. So how was your relationship with your parents then and now? Is it different? Are you closer to one than the other or is it the same? Me and my dad didn't get along. We kind of like bickered a lot. And I don't, I think it was more because I like was probably closer to my mom at that point. Yeah. And he didn't like, you know, she she ended up having a, a kid uh, out of, uh, you know, while she was still married. So it's like yeah. my half brother. And then uh -huh. she moved him in. And that's why I don't like guys with ponytails. This dude has a ponytail. So it's like, <laughs> he's more cool now. But it's just like, I, I didn't realize there was some deep inner things why I don't like dudes with ponytails. No, so she hey, moved this dude in. That shit messes with you. It's true, though. I know. I was on stage one time. And then some, I didn't, there was so many ponytails in the crowd. And I didn't know why. I always roast them. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't know. I thought it was like a Steven Seagal thing. Like the movies I, like, I was watching growing up. I'm like, you should only have one if you are Steven Seagal or like you own a karate dojo. Like, that's the only reason you should have a ponytail. And then I realized where that anger was coming from. Maybe it was from, from this guy who came in and I thought ruined the family. But he's cool now. His name's, his name's Jeff. <laughs> he's cool. <laughs> yeah. He ain't that bad no yeah. more. He shaved the ponytail off, so I don't know. Um, so but no, my mom's good with me doing... She No, my mom's typical Filipino. She wants me to be safe. She's like, get an office job and finish school. And then I did all that. And I'm like, this is, uh, this is like hell for me. So I, like right after college, I started bartending... And uh, I was always bartending, so I started bartending at nightclubs. And that was like a fun period of my life from like in my mid-20s all the way to like yeah. you know, early 30s. Like I was having crazy fun. I was at the clubs that you guys are at, Avalon and Dream and partying with like Kings players till like five in the morning. Yeah. Um, I had a mohawk. I was a super douchebag at the time, you know what I mean? Like, I, was like, <laughs> I was having a, dude, I had an apartment across the street from the nightclub. Oh, so shit. So it was, yeah, and I was single at the time. So it was like very, yeah, it was a very. Uh, you were turning it up. Yeah, you were, it, good was, it was a great time in my life. But. After that, I, I was like, dude, I need to kind of do something, maybe. I was like, I can't do this forever. So, so how long did you do that for? To wage? I do that too long, too. Probably 10 years. <laughs> so I stayed in the game. Yeah, I stayed in the club game for a while. Yeah. And then um, I was like, I need to do something. So then that's when I got like an office job, but I did not like it at all. I was like, this is... What did you do? Uh, I started panicking a little bit because I was like, it, it started making me um, trip out that I'm like, wait, this is what some people in here want to do. And then they would see, they're like, oh yeah, don't you want to get to the uh, director's office? Like that, hall, that, uh, that doorway right there. I'm like, your dream shouldn't be that close. <laughs> like, it's, it's just a door. I was like, you walk in there, nothing changed. Like, this is not like. Yeah. And then I'd see people like work 30 years and then they do these retirement parties. You know what I mean? That I don't want to be at. It's a crock, you know, it's a potluck and everyone's bringing stuff. So it's just like, the environment's annoying anyway, but then they get, all they get is like a watch and then they just leave. And then I remember someone just, they had like a stroke and then died. A week after, I'm like, you waited all that time. You thought you kept talking about this retirement that you were gonna live and all this stuff, and like, so you the, your entire life you weren't living and you were planning for this thing and you just passed away. And I was like, yeah, this, I'm not doing this. And I was in a cubicle and I'm like, this is the worst. I didn't have any outlet for my creativity at all. So I'd write some stuff on Facebook. I'd write like stories and stuff, and it would get like funny posts. I've always liked writing, so it's like I'd write funny <clears throat> posts, and that was kind of my outlet. And then I started listening to a podcast. And that's like when like they weren't big at all really. And then, you know, I'd listen to like Rogan and like Bill Burr and then they'd start about talking about how they got into comedy. And I'm like, oh, that's, cause I had no idea. I, I just thought being like, I've always been like funny, I guess. But yeah. like, 
I would be serving at a restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Like a, on the border. Were you the I'd class have, clown? Yeah, I, like, yeah, like, I would definitely say, so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like always a class, but I would definitely say funny stuff yeah. like every now and then. There was way, there was way funnier people in my high school. Yeah. Like hood dudes that are just, you know what I mean? That are just hilarious. So you were at this restaurant, tell me about it. So then, like it'd be, I'd make my tables laugh. And that's how I'd get better tips. And I remember sometimes, I, that's how I thought maybe you get into comp. I don't know what my thought was, but I thought like if that was a dream at that point, I thought I'd be funny at a table and then some guy would turn around, you know, eating his chips and sauce and be like, hey, oh, you're you coming sh- on the road with me. Like, yeah. you know, and he knew Eddie Murphy or something. Yeah, but you know what's crazy that you bring that up? This is why I like doing this podcast because I feel like a lot of us don't know how to do things. Like for me as a kid, I thought boxing was like that. Like, I liked boxing when I was a kid, but I didn't know, how the hell do you get into boxing? You don't know, like, these, like that, like you, how the hell do you get into comedy? So I like that you bringing that up, how it's true. You don't know, but there is a way. So how did you find the way after that? How did it- Then I I started, like, kind of listening to those podcasts more and, like, okay, I need to write some funny stuff down. And it's way different, you know, I guess we can talk about it later, too, is, like, when you actually, like, it's it's easy to be funny when it's, no one's expecting it. It's an addition to a conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, that was funny. But when people are staring at you and then like you're supposed to be funny, the expectation is that, and especially when they paid money, it's like, like you better that, be funny. That yeah. The first time I went, um, I just, you know, I maybe got a few laughs, but it was just like that thing that I thought I was good at. One of the best characteristics, I guess, of my personality to find out that I sucked at it. <laughs> it was super humbling, man. Because I was like, I thought I was good at this. And then I'd see other people up there that were, you know, you'd see all levels, of, you know, at an open mic. But I'd see some people go up there, maybe like a Lance or something, and then they go up there and kill. And I'm like, oh, I'm not funny at all. Yeah. You know, and I thought I was good at this thing. So it was a, definitely like a life-changing humbling. moment. I knew it was going to be the most difficult thing. I'd ever tried to what do. was the what was the process like until you started getting comfortable? Was it a year, months, weeks? Like I how went, long is it was from that humbling experience to the first time you went on and you were like, damn, I did good. Like that was good. I what used to the- not get up. So I remember you I'd go up to a comedy spot, there'd be 30 comics or 40 comics, and then uh, you know, there's kind of clicky. So the people who show up, almost like a gym, you know who's who. So they're getting on. And I just wouldn't get up. And I'm like, I remember when went a couple times, and then they had a comedy class. They're like, yeah, if you sign up then you can get in the top three um, if you go to this class. And I'm like, all right, I'll just do that. So then I always get getting guaranteed to get up. So I started doing that. And then um, even after that, I like didn't go up for a minute. I did that class for a little bit and it forced me to go. And then, um, I don't know, I, I realized kind of maybe I have anxiety, you know? Yeah. I mean? And just all these, I'm like, this is way harder than you thought. It wasn't like you're gonna do this a couple of times and all of a sudden you get on Showtime or yeah. Netflix wasn't even around. It's like, this is, it's hard. you're doing these mics. There's maybe four four people by the time you go up sometimes. Then they're all comics yeah. in an empty room. You know, no one's, everyone's looking at their phone. So it was way That's different hard. than I thought in yeah. my head. And I'm like, oh, this is, if you really want to do this, you better think about this. What do you, how do you handle that when you're up there and people are looking at their phone or not talking to you or not paying attention to you? Depends if there's comics. Because if they're comics, then you need to say some stuff that they haven't heard before. So if you just try to do your set, it's not going to work. But if mm-hmm. people are looking at their phones, and that's when like you start talking Picking to on them. them. Yeah, you start, yeah. Well, because there's two things that can happen. It's either I recite this, I guess there's three outcomes of any set. It's like, I recite this stuff, you guys don't respond, maybe I bomb. Um, like I talk to you a little bit, you know, and get out of this stuff, and then maybe you talk back. But it's like, the, it, I, I, those two outcomes, but I'm like, I've done sets to where I started reciting and they weren't liking it, or just doing my material, and then, 
it's a terrible feeling when you get through your thing and I'm like, I was bombing anyway. I should have just started messing with the crowd. Because yeah. I was at that point, I might as well take the risk. Yeah. And then that's why I started going to um, like touch a class, like somewhere where the um, Tommy T's did it. I started uh, going opening for like a lot of the bigger black acts at the Tommy T's. And as soon as you sound like super rehearsed, like they check out and you're not getting a mech. And it'd be oh, a shit. packed room. Like, you know, if I'm opening for like Mike Epps or something like that. So it's like, you had to be way looser and then like messing with the crowd. And I'm like, oh, I started going to touch a class in like Oak Park or um, uh, out in uh, Rancho, like some of the more, you know, and those rooms you, you couldn't be tied to your stuff. Like if it wasn't working, you better abound in it, start messing with the crowd, be present. And so those things um, helped out helped out a lot yeah. in, in, in those situations. But yeah. I didn't go up for a couple, like a year and a half after that class, because it was just like it messed with me. But I'd always hang around it, and so I keep like coming to some people's yeah. mics and stuff. And so then, how long was it? Until maybe you, like a year. I until say, you felt comfortable and you were like, "Damn, I killed it." Uh, what was the first time that you like you killed the show? Like you're like, "Oh, fucking, I did amazing." Tell us that story. Like at at an open mic. So when I came back, because like I, I I took like a year off, but the thought of my in my head wasn't going away. Cause I was like, dude, this is gonna be hard. And then every day it would just be in my head. Like, and when I'm sitting in the office, like, what are you doing? Chuck like, Liddell you, like, you talked about be that. The, you wanna be here instead yeah. in this office? Cause the office was, you know, as like this, it's either, it's either I face this fear of like going up and, and bombing and, and getting through it, which everyone who's successful has, or you sit in this office and then you see what your fate's gonna be. I fucking love that. That's, I love how you said that. I had to face my fear. Am I gonna sit in this fucking office and hate what I do? Or I go and fucking face it? That was badass how you said that. So you faced it and you did good? No. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said that's when you did well, good. No, my, my decision, a lot of things happened. Like I had a close friend um, named JR, my age, super good at sports, knew everybody. And he just passed away like out of nowhere, just hooping on a basketball court. During and this time? Yeah, it was like during this time when I wasn't going up. And one of his last things, I wrote a funny thing, and he goes, I always read when, uh, you know, Robert posts. I never read long things, but I always read when my boy posts something. And, uh, but it was just the fact that you just can go at any time. So I'm like, what are you being scared of? Because your time here, you don't get to pick when you go. You, you, everyone thinks they're going to go surrounded by family, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a bed. And you get to say your goodbyes. That's not how it happens. You just go. Because I saw it with the work person. I saw it with my boy, JR, who was in good health. You know what I mean? And he has kids. And I remember you tell me about these plans. And I'm like, oh, you better go, dude. Like, you don't get, a, what are you waiting for? You don't get, like, a second chance at life. So I'm like, whatever that fear was that I was having, I'm like, it ain't going to be, you know, scarier than living out your thing and then regretting it. If I do make it to 80 and then, and then I'm, you know, retired and I say, all, I don't want to live with all these what could have beens yeah. in my head. And so that was the big decision. And once I did that, I went to that open mic and then I just started going nonstop. And I said, if you do this, you can't stop. Yeah. And you go full was, throttle. Yes. So how long you been at it now? Uh, seven and a half oh, years. Oh, shit. And, but how is it with like at home? Like, how does your wife feel with you coming home at two in the morning, one in the morning? I, I mean, I would say fiance. Yeah. Fiance. She was, uh, <laughs> she was good. Oh, wait, what were you saying about Chuck Liddell? No, so, oh yeah, I didn't even mention that. So, and, uh, Chuck Liddell mentioned that once, there was in a podcast with Joe Rogan, you should hear it, it's Chuck Liddell's and Joe Rogan's podcast. I didn't hear the whole podcast, but I heard this clip, and it's good, because it's similar to boxing, it's similar to everything, and I feel like everything's similar, it's just different fields, they all play the same role, but he mentioned that he got 
after he got knocked out the very first time, every time after that, he wasn't the same. He would always get locked out and knocked out. And he was like, he was like, man, it was just in the back of my head. And he went into detail how that worked. And it's crazy, scientific, de like full detail. I can't explain it the way he explained it, but he did an amazing job explaining it. And it's true. When something happens to you or it's in your head, it's like PTSD in a way. I don't know. It's just constantly there and you have to fight it. You know what I mean? You make it you make it a lot worse in your head too. Yeah, you make it a lot worse. Because like you'll, you'll imagine stuff that didn't happen. Like after I bombed, like the best thing to do now or after something bad happens like that is you get on stage as quick as possible. Because the longer you let it fester in your head, you start adding things to it that didn't happen. Like, oh yeah, and then this guy yelled this. And, and sometimes you go back and listen to the recording because I tape on my set and it's like, it was not as bad as you thought. And sometimes... It is, but like, <laughs> sometimes you're like, whoa, whoa, you, you thought you had a good set? That was horrible. Yeah. But I tell new comics, I'm very, that's why I'm very, um, I have sympathetic to new comics because I know mm -hmm. how hard it is starting now. So if I see, if I'm at like a new, an open mic or whatever, and now I've been around, they'll put me up, you know, I get to go up whenever usually or something, but I'm very sympathetic to them because I'm like, I remember sitting on the outside of a circle and like coming into comedy, I'd never been on the outside of something. I was always, you know, you know, I knew people. I was always like friends with everybody. And to think you're good at something or, or, you know, one of your strongest characteristics and all of a sudden I'm sitting on the outside and like nobody was talking to me. I'm like, oh, this sucks. So I always can recognize when someone's starting. I always make sure I go out of my way to like yeah. talk to those people, give them links to like where this, you know, what That's it is dope. like and what you should You know why you like that? Because you remember being there. Yeah, and I remember the people who weren't yeah. cool, yeah. you know, who just didn't talk to me. And they're like, yeah. and I don't know if that was like, they, you know, if you go back, you're like, did they, were they actually like that, or was I just not not was I myself not being outgoing? Yeah, I had I a couple experiences weird. like that too, where I'm like, yeah, the fuck was he trying to do that? Or was he trying to? Be, <laughs> well, hold up, try to go punch his food. <laughs> you know, but that's and, why your gym is dope, yeah. and I told you this because yeah. I've been to other gyms, and like as soon as you get in here, from the front counter to everyone, you guys are very welcoming. No one that you know, you talk to everyone like the same, you yeah. know, whether they're experienced or not, and then you make them feel very welcome. You guys know, make an effort to know everyone's name yeah. and everything. And I was like, that goes uh, a, a long way in making fit. Because this is not an easy thing to walk into. Yeah, you know? hell no. It's hella intimidating. Yeah. Most guys think they have to like come in here and fight yeah. you know, on their first day. My brother was like that. I tried to get him in a gym. Like, you got to come. And you should come do things. He's like, no, I got to get in shape first. Like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? You got to get in shape. He's like, I got to get in shape. I'm like, what? I don't know what that means. <laughs> and he's like, just in case, you know, I was like, you think you're going to fight the first day? Yeah, what are you talking come. about? Just come. So, yeah. That is a good point. Thank you for the compliment, yeah. man. That means a lot. Um, how he, long have you been here now? He paid, he paid me to say that, by the way. Yeah. It's written on a teleprompter. Yeah, right, right here. Everything. Here. Everything. Yeah, like, Make sure that's next, all right? No, this part will be edited out. <laughs> uh, so, how long have you been here now? In the gym. Oh, how long have you been here? A year, Something huh? Like yeah. I was telling Scott, I'm like, I can't even remember how long you had been here. Um, uh, what is your favorite thing about the gym? Um, if you had to pick one thing, what's your favorite thing about it? It's just positive. The energy, the energy in here is like everyone's always in a, um, and okay. I know everyone's not always in a good mood, but like it's very positive in here. And then just the way encouraging and uh, even people, you know what I mean? Like if you guys have a full class and there's like a lot in here, it, you, you almost feel like you're getting individual lessons with everyone still. Like, and, they still make a, you guys make a group effort to like be able to still address everyone and, and yeah. give them. T so like if, if I'm in here with 20 people, I still learn something. You yeah. Know? So I think I always feel like I, I, I learned something. And then the, the energy always in here is just good from just, you know, kids smiling, running around to yeah. you guys, you know, pulling people aside and talking to them. Um, yeah. I think that's good because, I, again, I've been into, I won't even name 
the gym, but like I've been to other gyms that's not like that. They were focused on the people that their main fighters hmm. or whatever that made them money. Yeah, um, that makes sense. That's uh, that's exactly like I think how you said earlier that you talk to comics that are starting off and you want to make sure you're there for them and because you remember what that was like. I kind of feel that way with every aspect of the gym from a, from someone that's the staff to a member to a kid. I remember being unwanted. I remember being an employee. I remember what all that's like. And I tried to not have that barrier where there's no, you're a employee, you are a member, you are a fighter, you are not a fighter. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck what you are, you're a human and you're here and that's what matters. And I'm gonna treat you like that and I'm gonna care for you. It doesn't matter if you're fighting next week or you're overweight, I don't care about that. I'm here to help you be a better you. And that's kind of what I try to pass down with everybody. And I made it that way, similar to you, with how, because I experienced all that. You know what I mean? I've seen the way people walk out of gyms when they there's, they walked in sad and they left maybe even worse. You know what I'm saying? And, and I experienced seeing kids like that. I experienced all that. And I'm glad that you were able to experience and catch that and acknowledge that because I do make it, an, I, I mean, we all do. I make it a point to make sure it's not like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, by the way, I could tell when they uh, are not in a good mood by the, the exercises you guys choose. All right, I know when something ain't going right. All right, he's All right. like, oh I shit. Told, I told David the other day, he's like, something that was like five rounds of burpees. I'm like, hey, what's going on at home, bro? Yeah. Like, we, can talk, we can talk, we can talk, hey, we, why don't you let Antonio take this over and we can talk, all right? Maybe it's not your fault, all right? Maybe she's tripping, let's talk. Yeah, maybe she's tripping. Five rounds of, it was for the warm up, I think. It was a, yeah. he was, I think I grabbed like a- Hey, David, so out of all the coaches, be honest, which one is the most difficult one? What do you mean, for workouts? Workout. Uh, Be honest, you're not gonna hurt no, one, no one's feelings. I, I talked about it right before Because this. they all switch though. Like it depends on what days. That's what I'm saying, it depends <laughs> on who you catch it on. Now, Antonio's way more level-headed. Like he's, you could tell, unless I talk shit to him, I told him sometimes too. I'm like, damn, fool, I could've stayed home if I didn't, wasn't gonna sweat. <laughs> but I wasn't coming to the second one. I told him I was coming to the second one, so he's gonna take it on in the second one. Oh, that's class. fucked up. And I was like, but uh, now probably date. No, because yeah, David knows what's hard. So he knows like what, like yeah, he David knows exactly be, which one, like some of the, I'm like the order that he picks the, because uh, he's been doing it longer. Yeah, David be messing people up. I was just telling yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, he's like pushing the sled around yeah. the building or But something. everyone's very different and, you, and the same at the same time, I think. Right. We're all different and the same, it's weird. But like the, we have a good blend. The workouts could be, like some workouts are way harder sometimes and they were just cardio. You know yeah. what I mean? Like then the, the legs. I'll be real, I'll tell you, I pick one day a week where I'm an asshole. That's just me. You feel good? One day you feel you good. That? No, does that feel good? Did you look forward to that day? Is it no, different just, every week? Or no, is it, no, it's just I don't different. I'm like, that goddamn day. I'm I was like, like what this, day is this? <laughs> it's just one day a week where I'm, I'm gonna kill you. And I'm not a believer in killing you every day. Like, I make it where it's gonna be good, learn, fun, and then one day out of nowhere it's just surprise. But bro. are you just smiling down the 80 driving? Like, I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> He's like, a parachute? I'm bringing a parachute yeah, I'm into this one, up. running on so, a treadmill with a parachute. You got to experience the gym for a year. You did the warrior program. Tell us a little bit about that too. So you were doing the classes, you yeah. transitioned to the warrior for a little bit. Tell us what that was like. Um, that was uh, that was just cool just to, because like everything, experience it. The, the experience it and then the testing of everything, just knowing all the stuff. Um, Cause I came in knowing some stuff, but like it was just your guys are way more technical with everything, mm -hmm. and um, especially knowing like what your exact requirements are to do everything. But um, yeah, if I was uh, not even if I was just younger, but if I I, I I can't have too many things, do do too many things. You no, know, I, I start to get like 
And That's one thing I, I thought I was, was telling you, I, I'll tell everybody, you have to do this stuff when you're young before yeah. you got family. Because when you got family, you, your priorities change. Yeah. Like you got to take care of your home, your kids, your wife and all that, and then yourself and then your work. So I totally get it, man. Because Vanessa was cool with me. Uh, she's cool with, like, when you ask that one thing. She's very cool with me doing comedy. I met her. She's my sister's best friend. So... Your sister's best friend. Yeah, my sister's best friend. Oh, she shit. married my best friend too, so I was like, I got you back. Oh, for uh, real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty she dope. Married, so yeah. you guys are all close then. Yeah. That's super dope. Um, but so she, and then when I got single, whatever, she, you know, that my family been trying to hook me up. She just, my sister took control of my life. She's like, you've been making bad decisions, you know, being Here, a lot of go-go dancers. Here's my best friend. Yeah, here's my go-go dancers. There's a lot of uh, people in go-go boots and cocktail waitresses, <laughs> tattoo. It was all ending the same. They were all swinging on me. Uh, every every single girl was swinging on me. That's why I get in here to self defense. I'm like, I'm not to fight dudes. I was like, I need a block. That's how I pay attention when you guys. I was like, I need a block. I get swung on a lot. This mouth gets me in trouble. And then, hey, comedy too now. You yeah. see Will Smith, so you better be ready. Oh, I know. People, be, I be talking shit too, and then people come up. I'm like, I don't know what they're gonna do. You know? Yeah. But uh, no, no. So then she was very cool with me doing comedy because she mm -hmm. knew, and I told her that in the beginning. I said, hey, if uh, I'm doing this thing, if it's a problem, which it has been to some people, then you know maybe you should you know you know, this is, they made me think about leaving now because I'm not going to stop. And I, this can't be an issue where you make me feel bad about doing anything. Yeah. And the amount that I have to put into it, um, she knew. So she's very supportive and she like, she pushes me. And she's a very good balance. So yeah. she'll tell me she's, I'll be chilling there if she sees me going crazy. Does she she's have like, a hobby or something that she's like into or like diving about? Like she started getting into like, uh, what do you call that? Spiritual stuff. I don't know if that's good. What do you mean uh, spiritual stuff? Like afterlife stuff and, and just like, like uh, hold up, hold up. You gotta go into detail. <laughs> what do you mean spiritual stuff? And then you just say afterlife. Like, she's Puerto Rican and Mexican, but she got into like, like a lot of white girl with hemp necklaces stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, like like the mushrooms tarot cards. And stuff? No, no, no. Psychedelics like tarot cards. No, no, no. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Who maybe. But like uh, just spiritual spirituality and afterlife. That's cool. You know that, that Tyler Henry dude? The, oh, the medium okay, dude? Okay, okay. Like is this very new to her? Or is it like. Yes, I told her she needs to get a hobby, and that's what she chose. So hey, your um, time to be supportive. Cause I I told her I was like I do this I do comedy. comedy. I find like, something. You need to find something. I was like I don't care what it is, but it needs to be your own thing. Like it can't be you art know. thing. Yeah, something for you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Because Antonio was like, why don't you bring in the gym? I was like, absolutely not. You're not coming <laughs> to my thing. All right, <laughs> and then and then trying to take over my thing. You go find your own thing. Yeah, yeah. And do that. Oh, no, um, that makes that makes perfect sense. So yeah, that's I don't remember what your question was. <laughs> that felt good. Hey. Get that off my chest. Uh, oh, I think oh, I, you went off. I, you, I said you got with your sister's best friend, and then you just took that and ran with it. And we kept talking. I think I forgot because you asked if love. she was supportive. That's you love. know of it. You know, because yeah. it is it is a hard thing. I come home hella late sometimes, and I, I've been better about that balancing. Um, I think the kids helped out a lot about that realizing, you know, being a more, much more efficient all the yeah. time, um, and you know, finding out where. Uh, what's necessary and what's not. And if it's not about comedy or whatever, trying to push that forward, then I don't really wanna, I shouldn't yeah. be doing it. Oh, that's what it brought it up, is she said, she's very supportive of everything and the warrior program, and she saw me waking up at four and then she's having to like, you know, watch the kids more. She's like, no, you're not doing another thing. Uh, she's, <laughs> like, she's like, no, she's like, you're already doing, uh, you know, you have to do the day job and then, you know, be with the kids late. and then this. And then she's like, you're not, Cause I told her I need sparring gear, and then that's when she was like, "No, you're not. This is not a." Uh, she's like, "You're not doing this right now." Cause that's I, I mean, and then cause I was having to take naps during the day. Cause I'm waking <laughs> up. Cause I'd get home sometimes at one, and then have to wake up for the war programs at four, the one I was going to, which really means you have to wake up at three. You know what I mean to be up. 
you know, and stretching or whatever. I'd be eating apples because I know freaking, I, I got here one day at 3.30. I think I had Antonio ran by my car and scared the shit out of me. I'm like, these dudes are doing this for real in here. Like, I'm in here, you know, I just got done cussing some dude out about his hat in, in goddamn San Rafael. I was like, these fools are in eight hours of sleep, you know, in here. And as soon as I told you I do, I do, you're like, yeah. I was like, this is like not a, a older person thing. You're like, yeah, no. I'm like, why'd you tell me that before? You just let me in. <laughs> you could have told me that means he's like, no, I completely understand. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're just definitely a younger person thing. I'm like, why'd you tell you guys hey, hide me up? You're not that old. Huh? Amy started doing it at 32. Okay. She's 36. Well, okay. So I don't want to be like, hey, you're old. You well, can't I'm not, do it. I, don't, I can't I, discriminate. I have no... After you said you're old, then I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're right. You are old. I just wasn't going to say it first. <laughs> and it wasn't even the... Uh, st- I, I just knew... I was like, okay, if these dudes have... And this is how I look at a lot of things. I'm very rational. I'm like, if these dudes are coming in here every day and they're already more skilled than me, and I'm going to come in not as much as them, and I got a spar them, I'm not going to catch up. <laughs> so I was like, you're just going to start getting, ta- I might get a little better, but I can't, ca- the amount of effort I need to put in to even, to, to probably maybe catch them, is not going to, my comedy is going to go way, down. everything else in my life is going to go way down. You know what I mean? She'll probably, she'll probably break up with me, and yeah. now I'm, I'm over here. Back to, to the go-go dancers. Yeah, man, I'm trying to get to the Olympics. I'm in my 40s and stuff. So like some, and the story's not going to end how I think, you know? It's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll be like the, uh, on ESPN. I'm going to get knocked out, right? I'm knocked out, and, you're, and then you're going to be in the ring. You're like, wow, dude, you should have ducked or something. <laughs> you got to keep that left hand up. I'm like, all right, I've, I've had five concussions in a row, and I have CTE now, Jose. I want my money back. <laughs> I want my money back. Hey, how did you feel when I went to go watch you the first time at Unli- uh, Last Unlimited and I told you I want to do stand-up? I didn't know you, oh, you told me that at the end of the show. Oh, no, but I had told you that also in class. One time we were training, I think I oh, told yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, thought, I thought you could do it because you were used to talking in front of people, mm-hmm. even though it's a little different. But it your is, timing and everything was like, it I helps, could tell you could it, do it. It does help, though. Because one thing, one thing that with teaching class and people, I pay attention a lot to energy. So I can kind of pay attention when someone is on their phone, even though they're not physically on their phone when they're working out, but similar, when they're checked out. They're not really here. They're like, that's like yeah. on their phone. When I see somebody... Oh, they're just like, if you're saying, uh, like, do, uh, do one, this, two, fast, and they're, and they're, and they're like, one, it. two, fast, and they're still there. One, two, hard, is still like this. I'm like, all right. Then I know to like start picking on them. I'm like, hey, I'm talking to you, okay, Bobby. Yeah. Stand up. All right, we're doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of helped me when I did it. Be more like be aware of the crowd, which was hella fa- faster than I was. Oh, and I don't. So here's the thing. I don't produce a lot of shows. So it's like uh, the only show that I had was this big ass one at the Crest Theater. And then so it's like I'm like I have that. Like I don't have like smaller shows at whatever. I just, I throw things like rent like every couple months just so mm-hmm. my friends and family can come out. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, just come to this one. Cause they'd always ask like, hey, I want to come to a show. And sometimes you tell them to come and it's like, maybe not the best show or the day they're available. I've had people, this one dude, he's my comedy kryptonite. He probably, I went to high school with, he's only came out to two shows since I've been doing this. And both times it's just him and his girl in the crowd. Like there was Swear. no one there. And they stay and they still did the show. And he's like, no, I want to stay in support. I'm like, this is not, I don't want you to stay. I want you to leave. Because now we have to do this. This is embarrassing and degrading. You know what I mean? And he's like, he thinks he's being supportive as he's staring there with his mouth open. Like, this is what you do. I'm like, and maybe he feels better about his life, which I assume he's doing, staring at me. Like, at least I'm not this guy. And uh, Oh, he, why didn't he go to the crest? The crest was cracking. Because he only comes to the bad ones. Well, she's going to hit me up again. It's going to be something like I'm on top of a trash can or wherever I'm performing. I'm in an alley. He's like, oh, yeah, I can make it to this one. Of course you can, Robbie. <laughs> God damn. 
I shouldn't be that mad at him. Because <laughs> he's coming out to be a nice guy, but I'm just saying, both shows he came to. That's horrible. Yeah. So, Contemplate. back you know? to the question. How'd you feel when I told you I was gonna do it? Did you believe me? I th No, I thought you might just say it and then like whatever. And I had that date, I'm like, I would have been fine with you bailing on it. Yeah, um, I remember you told me right before this, you thought I was in the bell. No, but then your your confidence uh, and your delusion is insane. Cause he's, he was, <laughs> that's what I know you're, I was like, dude, this dude's crazy. And I'll do 20 minutes and I'm like, that's first of all, that's a lot. I don't think anyone, I don't even know if anyone was getting 20 minutes at a time. But that's what I thought. I was like, okay, I know what kind of dude Jose is. First of all, his gym, the gym is called the Jose Morales Boxing Gym. So like, who tells him to do anything? <laughs> I was like, so me even having to make rules, I wasn't even sure it was gonna work for you. To be honest, I was like, I was like, who, who even in Jose's life tells him what to do? Maybe I was like, maybe your wife, you know, she can tell you that. I was like, but otherwise you walk around here and you just get to make all these fake rules up, right? Like, hey, you gotta put the towels over there today. Like, why, for no reason. Hey, there's no goddamn lesson behind it, kids. All right, nobody just tells put you over there. Yeah, it's not to teach you anything. He's in a weird mood. Uh, <laughs> So it's a, I told him I wanted 20 minutes. That's how much time I wanted. He looked at me like I was fucking crazy. And I just, because everyone's first time is always just like no, three to five. That's, and that's you, only three to three You made a good seven. point though. You said you got to make people laugh. You said uh, laughs for, I forgot you told me, every 30 seconds or every three minutes or three, you said you said it in a five, certain- Four to six laughs per minute. Yeah, four to six really laughs per minute. That's what you told me. After you told me that shit, I went in the car, I was like, hold up, how many fucking laughs do I got in this bitch? So you have two, if you have a minute go by or it's just quiet, it's gonna, yeah, it's, it's, it, that, that's really long. And, yeah. and then your setup, you just put more pressure on your punchline. So that setup better hit, better hit. Like, like have like nine punchlines after it. Yeah. I wish, me personally, like, I was like, man, I wish I could have like slowed it down and paid attention more to the people. I was like locked. And like now I look back at it, I'm like, fuck, I wanted, man, I should have done this, I should have done that. And like it hits me with so but many things. It was your things. first time. Like, I mean, I know you know what I mean? my first time. I know so I'm a perfectionist. Like, I'm like, man, I could have done better. I'm like, it was on my head. But that's fucks. the exact same thing after in any performance I do. It's yeah. like I go back, no matter how it goes, I just focus. I don't know if that's good. I think I, it's I think good. I'm very I think it's good on myself, depending so. on how hard you are on yourself. Like if you're so hard that it's fucking you up and you're you're messing with your confidence, mm. then I think it's kind of it becomes bad. But if it's hard that it pushes you and you make you work harder and you get better from it, then I don't think it's bad. I think it's good. You know what I mean it's pushing you to get better. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause that's the thing when I talk to like newer comics, they'll like, like, oh, that was good, and I'm like, no, I'm just thinking about the one thing I did wrong. You yeah, know, I'm like, oh, you stuttered right here. Like, I don't care how the rest of the thing went. I'm like, this I, specific thing. I looked it up fix. before, and I think this is one of the things that made me want to do it more, even more. They said stand-up comedy is the hardest thing anyone could ever do. They said it's probably the hardest thing, cause literally, like how you said, you stand up there and you have to make people laugh and they're expecting you to laugh and they're just staring at you. It's the most uncomfortable, scary thing for a person to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fuck, I wanna do that. I mean, that sounds fucking crazy and I wanna be able to say I've done two of the craziest things. I got up on stage and fought somebody and I got on stage and made people laugh. And it made me want, the, the fact that I heard that was the hardest, one of the hardest things people do that when people won't never do, made me wanna do it even more. Wait, okay, cause you wanna do stand up rule, like just off a whim. When you started fighting, did you did you want to take a fight way earlier than your coach thought you No, should? to be honest, I got a fight. I fought in five months. So I fought really soon. Um, but because you wanted to? Were you no, telling him No, I think because I wanted to because oh, I was okay. there and because my coach saw the potential in me and he thought I was ready. And I won and it went great. But I, uh, I didn't push, I never pushed my coach on his decisions, but I did fight real soon. I don't know, it's just something, it hit me. To be real, I wanted to do stand-up. The first time it crossed my mind is one time after watching George Lopez. 
Oh, yeah, he's a monster. I, I was like, man, I could do that shit. And, it, and, it, and then I started looking into it. And then my brother always busts his jokes. And I'm like, man, this shit sounds fun. I think I could do this. I'm like, I want to do it one time just before I did it. And that's when I brought it up to you. Because I was like, you know what? If I'm ever going to do it, I, I'm going to ask the guy that does it. And I'm going to tell him if there ever is a position for me to do it, I'll make it happen. I'll, I'll fucking do it. Now, that, was, time. that was cool you guys came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I remember I kept thinking, I was like, yeah, tell him to stand. And people, I, I was wondering if people think you guys call me stand up because like, like, they think I can fight. I was like, that has nothing to do with that. I was like, now no one here wants to kick my ass. Because they're like, why well, call you stand up? Like, you go to the stand, like your hand, like, no, absolutely not, man. I'm just over absolutely here not. trying to look good. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to maintain. I never even worked out like this in my 20s. I wish I did. I was like, but I'm like, no, I'm over here trying to, to, to not have a dad bod, all right? Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. But no, that George Lopez, he's a, like, you go back and listen to his first album, like his first couple ones, like, yeah. you know, the Jack in the Box, like, it, I listen to him in the car, and I, even then, it's always good to be around or hear things like that, because that stuff seems impossible. Um, and even now, I, st I, I see a bunch of, um, and you, got, you probably see it there when you go to these national things, I see a bunch of people where I'm like, and it, it constantly being around people who are better, or... Um, they inspire you to be better. But yep. there's like, I'm like, how is this dude not famous? You know what I mean? Like, I, I see people like that, that I've seen people get, they don't, people don't know who they are and they get a standing ovation. You know, I'm like, how is this guy not, does everyone in America know this dude? Yeah. So it's, and I'm like, well, maybe does something go wrong or I don't, you know. Your show, the one you did at the Crest, you had some badass comedians on there, bro. Oh yeah. Jay, I was yeah. blessed to be a part of that. Look, no yeah. joke. Everyone on there was hilarious. I thought it was great. Like, all of them. And J, JR is, Freaking selling out theaters now too, like, and he started doing the social media thing, kind of like you posting like clips and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, he's selling out theaters now, and he's already been on Netflix. But that's one thing that made me um, more motivated and continuing to push is because yeah. like a lot of guys that I, you know, that started a little bit before me or like whatever, that you in Sacramento especially started to get stuff. Like we had um, three in a row, three years in a row for Stand Up NBC. Stand Up NBC, it's for, uh, it's pretty much for minorities, but it's like, um, it's almost like uh, America's Got Talent, American Idol. So it's like for all across the country, it's in like Chicago, New York, like whatever, LA and whatever. The three winners in a row came from Sacramento. What? Yeah, and it's a nationwide competition. Um, so I, if you're, uh, you asked the first time when I thought that I, did good was at Luna's when I first came back and then I got some laughs and then some guy came up from the audience he was and he because I was leaving he's like dude you're hella funny and I'd never even I was like what and he's like he goes dude that was hella funny in there he's like I just gotta come out and tell you and I was like okay and then another comic told me I should that come feels back good, huh? yeah because and another comic finally talked to me he's like dude he goes because I know you came out one time and then stopped coming out he's like you should keep coming out no yeah and you're hilarious it was just I think you're hella funny man I enjoy watching your stuff in person and even the clips you put on, man, I love your stuff. I appreciate you're, it. I paid him to say that too. We're both reading. <laughs> We're both reading. No, I'm serious. If you haven't watched him, you guys gotta like go check out one of his upcoming shows. <laughs> or even if you don't believe me, go on his Instagram, watch his clips. One of the funniest shit. The the one you did at Marysville, you're like, what the fuck am I? Where? Oh, you know? <laughs> place. No, anyways, he's hilarious. I I love I what what I like about it, about your comedy is like you you connect with like your environment, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're not like you're like what's going on here, and then you're you're you can tell you're telling stories that are real, like things that happen, like with the girl on the bicycle. Yeah, I think that's probably a true story. Yeah, see, no, you know 100%. what I'm saying? Yeah, and and that I think that's what makes it like connect more, and it's like 
you're not being fake or you're not, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I, to be real, I enjoy it very much. That was a lot when you're asking about my parents and stuff. So I didn't grow up like, I guess, like a traditional Asian family like that. So I grew up, you know, kind of like I just hung around all these different types of people because it's like once my parents got there, I kind of just like hung around a bunch of different people. Like one of my best friends was Mer uh, Mexican. I had another best friend that was Jewish. But then I was on the basketball. I was the only non-black dude on the basketball team. <laughs> yeah. But I played baseball too, you know, and the, the other Asians are breakdancing. I'm like, why am I going to spend on cardboard? That made me so mad. I'm like, what do you, and then what? <laughs> And then what? <laughs> I was like, you have cardboard in here and a helmet. I was like, and then what? And then what? I was like, you so, do this windmill. And that's, I think maybe I felt, and, and to this day, I want to know how to break dance. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I was like, they, they would just invite me. I never got the invite. Uh, so maybe, maybe, I, maybe I resent things that I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't like people that hacky sack, but it's, it, it looks fun, right? Like, but I don't want to be that dude. <laughs> So I don't know. I just that shit annoys me. I'm in a park and I see them and they're all having a good time. It's like, don't you want to? You don't want to go like knock them out? <laughs> like, right. Why are they having so much fun? Yeah, because you guys plan this. You guys all hit each other up. You guys free at five and then you meet at the park and you all get in the same car. And they, I assume they all have ponytails or man buns, and they're just kicking it and they're having a great time. And no one says nothing. They're just smiling and like no one said, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. All right. <laughs> so what's your goal, man? What's your long-term goal? Where, where do you see stand-up uh, in five years, six years? Where do you want to be? Uh, I kind of like want to do my own thing as far as like, um, I don't know if you've seen him on uh, social media or whatever, but Andrew Schultz, he's kind of the, like the pioneer for comedians kind of doing their own thing. Like he just started, like he, he, had, he was trying to get do stuff the normal way, like industry stuff and like get on TV and then it just wasn't working. Or even if he did get on it, it wasn't like a good thing. So he started kind of like just doing his own thing and it's like podcast got big and started just posting clips of the standup and the standup started going viral on that. When no one would buy his, he had tried to sell it to like Comedy Central and Netflix and then we're buying it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, millions of people started liking him. And then so he started doing his own thing. And I think that's, um, the more I look at it, the direction I want to go is mm -hmm. just like being in control of that because I've had some things to where it's like a TV thing and it's like you get put in things, it's not necessarily your strength or something you didn't even want to do. Yeah. You know, like I was on a TV thing and I'm like, I wouldn't even write like this. Like they gave me lines and they're like, hey, if you want to rewrite them, you can. And I rewrote every single one. Yeah. You know, I came. You want to be yourself. Name. Yeah. I was like, I would never say this. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. you're doing it for the thing and I'm like, oh, this isn't. Like how you'd want to be portrayed. You know this what I mean? reminds me a lot of boxing. The more I get familiar with comedy, the more it reminds me of boxing. Because I feel like boxers now are being, they, they get paid like entertainers. And they're not being paid as athletes. What I mean by that is, is how popular you are, how many tickets you sell. It doesn't matter how good you are. Right. Kind of like how you're saying. It don't matter how good you are, but if Comedy Central doesn't like your shit, you're fucked. You know what I'm saying? But now with social media and all this and all the other ways, you can easily be your own boss now where you're kind of like, I sell my own shit, you know, and you're what in control. You, what do you think about them dudes like uh, Logan Paul? Do they? Do you think they help boxing, like those type of things? Um, I do for sure. some under, good undercards. No, yeah, right? I think I think uh, Jake Paul, to be real, me personally, the very first time Jake Paul fought, and he, I think he fought Mayweather. I don't remember who it was. No, it was Mayweather. The, the, the bigger he, one, yeah, the bigger one. When he yeah, fought yeah. Mayweather, I was upset with it, not because of Jake Paul and what he's doing. I was, I was upset with it because on the Mayweather side. Yeah, why the are you taking it? Yeah, why are you taking it when you have, because look, Mayweather is, is um, 
he owns a promotional company. Mm -hmm. So he has all these boxers underneath hoping to make it big, fight on big cards, make money, and then, and nothing. So he has all these guys that he's supposed to be in charge of guiding and making sure that they're, they're successful in boxing. But as soon as there's a big event or something, he jumps on it. Oh, and he then, takes it. And he collects it. It's like, it's like, it's almost like the best way for me to describe it is if uh, I have a private a person that's going to drop two $3,500 on privates right now and suddenly I'm like, hold up, Antonio, oh, David, Alex, hold up. <laughs> that's me. I'm taking that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, that is, in a way, that's the way I saw it. People saw it differently and da-da-da. I was upset on the Mayweather side of it. You know what I'm saying? Jake Paul, he wasn't doing nothing wrong. He's a, he's a YouTuber that had a, all these followers convince a boxer to box him to make millions. Hey, he's doing his shit. I was upset about it on that side. But then Jake Paul, he's doing a really good job at taking care of boxers. He's putting like all these boxers yeah. underneath him. He takes care of them, meaning he's he's doing what Mayweather should be doing. You know what I'm saying? He's taking care of his boxers and putting them on. I think he's doing good. I mean, I think he eventually, he's doing the right thing, getting built up the right way. Hey, I think he'll eventually be good. I don't, I'm not saying great, like legit, but he'll be good enough to compete and he'll do all right. I mean, he'll do all right because he sells tickets. If you could be shitty, you sell tickets, you're gonna make money. You know what I mean? You, you, you're a comedian. It's like this. Yeah. If, if you're a shitty comedian, like me, I, I was able to be there because I know you, uh -huh. because um, I had people come and support me from the gym. None of that, none of that makes me a good comedian. That just, I have people supporting me. You could do that in boxing. If you get people that believe in you or are gonna go watch you, all these subscribers, you got all these people, they'll go watch you. That doesn't mean you're a good fighter. You have people that are there. Do you, so do you encourage your fighters to do that? Do, like, do you want them to do, like, it, do like, what? Promote like, themselves? Yeah, on social media or like uh, build a following I, like that? I do encourage that on them just because it's such an important thing in boxing. I mean, you have to. I mean, if you if you don't sell tickets and people don't know who you are, it doesn't matter how good you are. You it's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like it's kind of like basketball or something. It was like, oh, I don't encourage my point guard to run the post. It's part of basketball. You should still know. You should still know what to do if someone's doing that to you. You know what I'm saying? It's part of the game. So, but how would you do that if one of your fighters are blowing up on social media, but they're not at that level? Like you would still have to like control the. The the fighting would have to match yeah, the level they're at versus what they're maybe being offered. Yeah, I would I would I think honestly the way I would approach that is where they're at in their career. Like if you're 40 years old, hey fucking take this fight. You're gonna make millions. Get your ass kicked. Who cares? You never fight again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But and you never fight again. But if see, you see the career path he would have had me on right here. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped out that goddamn front. He's like, hey. <laughs> No, but his brain's already messed up. No, I'm yeah. saying I'm being realistic though. That's the way yeah, I would yeah, fight. Yeah, Go no, about it. But if you're 18, you have potential. Who cares? Hold off on this. Like you, you can do a whole lot more. I think that's how I would take that. I mean, that's but how it I would. is like comedy in a way because like the, the clubs don't care if you're just like you've been a headliner for a long time. The people who can sell out the tickets, which they've had, people are big on YouTube sensations or, or social media. They sell out the club and all of a sudden they're headlining the club. They're not a legitimate headliner. Like if you, they, they had to go against people that, that you saw, like they'd not be able to follow them. But yeah. it doesn't matter because they have a following. They're there to see them. And the club doesn't give a shit if you're funny. They just care. That that's how the, yeah, it's like the, the, wait, the waitresses need to make money, the, the bartenders. And, and that's, so they, that's exactly how, how boxing is. Yeah. That's exactly how boxing is. The, they don't give a fuck if you're good or not. 
you fill up tickets, you sell pay-per-views, you're, you're the main event. You're the main event. And to me personally, I think that's wrong because yes, they're entertainers, but they're athletes. I mean, these are people that dedicate their whole life to it. And there should be a system where you are treated like an athlete. What if, what if Tom Brady didn't sell tickets? Oh no, hold up. Kick him off to the, we don't want him on the team. He don't sell no tickets. The fuck? That's Tom Brady. What you mean? You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's how boxers get treated. Yeah, well, because I mean, and then some of these guys, I, like they just pop up on my Instagram or something. I'm mm. like, can they have hella followers? I'm like, this dude have a record? Like, like I, don't, I don't know who he is. Like, I, don't, I haven't seen him like fight. I don't, and I see hella training dudes. Like, I don't know if this guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's he looks good don't on get, the pads. Don't get fooled with followers. There's a lot. You could buy followers. That's true, right? Yeah, yeah. they they all have the uh, like yeah. the Arabian, <laughs> like, uh, like no, no defaults, no pictures, and when you look at them, yeah, you look at them. Oh, I was like, what are they all got a bunch of bots? Here, man? It's yeah. like, hold up, who the hell are these people? That's hella funny. I'm starting you up with some random questions. You ready okay. for the random questions? Yeah. So first, what's your favorite place to go eat out here? Uh, out in Ro uh, Roseville. Cause I live out here now. Anywhere. I like Anywhere to go to Azul down the street. Where? Azul down the street, the Mexican restaurant. Where's that one at? It's right on Foothills. I don't think I've been there. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. Azteca? Yeah, Azteca. Did I say Azul? Azteca, yeah, yeah. Azteca. Azul yes. isn't downtown. No, no, no. By Mangos. No, I like Tres Hermanas downtown. Tres Hermanas yeah. okay, okay. downtown if I go there. All right, all right. Uh, tell us something about stand-up not that many people know. Tell, me, tell us something about you that not that many people know. Uh, about myself? That hey, anything. Whatever you want to say. Anything about you not that many people know. Uh, like comedians and like friends, they like seeing each other bomb. So it's like, you don't like want someone to do bad, but it's funny if you, it's funny when you know someone who's funny, like not do well. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Like, we enjoy that about each other. Like, it's like, cause it, you know what I mean? I have very honest friends, which that's the only thing too I keep, like if I get off and like I ate it, I don't want someone giving me a high five and saying, I'm like, oh, I don't trust you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I am very honest. Like I, I'll just go home and uh, not touch anyone. I feel like it's contagious. So like, I'm very superstitious. Like if I bomb in a shirt, I'm never wearing that shirt again. Yeah. There's a red sweater in my in my closet. Hey, I'm like that too. I won't wear that shit again. I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. I'll even, like for example, at Nationals one time, uh, we were having, I think a couple people lost it earlier in the day in the afternoon. I fucking showered, changed everything. I'm like, hold up, I gotta get that, that fucking negative vibes off me. Yes. <laughs> but you got away from my question. He's sneaky. What? I said, Tell us something you don't know about you. Tell me something he said. Oh, oh. Well, he said about comedy. Did he say no, comedy? Something about you. Tell me yeah, something about. Say, do you hear comedy? No, nah, no. Nah, he's trying to. He's There's trying a hundred to... people in here, by the way. No, nah. I sold a lot of tickets to this. A lot of people want to watch me talk live. Yeah. <laughs> Standing room only. They're over there. Shh. Um, let me see. So tell us something about stand up. Not that many people know about stand up. About you. Tell us something. Um, about you. Maybe that's why you got tricked. Yeah. yeah. Tell okay, us something you about stand -up. about um, you. We call him stand up in the gym. Tell us something about Bobby. Not that many people know about Bobby. Not that many people know. Or uh, whatever you want. Just don't get crazy. Don't get all. Don't, I've had, don't have too much fun with this. You're the type to be like, one time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of, yeah, I'm trying to think of a normal story. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I'll just say this, this is how my life gets, you know, it's not normal. It's like I was in a relationship, then after the relationship, uh, the girl I was living with for like five years or whatever, we broke up and then she went on a dating reality show. Shit. at the time and then uh i was like cool you know you're not gonna this is gonna be embarrassing for you but she ended up winning <laughs> so just, uh, and it was a very popular one uh at the time so uh what is it room friends, raiders or some shit huh? i mean uh no, what is it no, it was I mean, a dating one it was uh, when the dating shows were all next next no 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 oh coming off the bus no no no, 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 no. 
the whole season. I have watched every episode trying to root for her demise. Oh, oh the, yeah. the what is it? The one that they room they were roommates or whatever. Which no, it's one like is one it? celebrity. And I don't know why I'm playing the soda. Oh, <laughs> flavor, flavor. No, no, no. That would have been great. No, oh, so which you one? Thought, you thought my ex is New York? Nah, nah. nah I wonder which one it is. You don't gotta say her name. But what show was it? They're gonna know the name. <laughs> what? Oh, it was only one season or something. It was. It was. It was uh, the first season of Ray J. Swear. Yeah. I never even watched it. But that was your ex. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Hey, that's something interesting. No one knows. I was trying to think. See, not, not, I was trying to think. Like, whatever thing I was trying to think was interesting. I was like, that's boring. Maybe he's like, I want her to lose. I want her to lose. He was all there at home. And no, she. Yeah. Then, then you start seeing it turn. I was like, oh shit, well, she's gonna win. You know, like around the third episode, I was like, oh, she's gonna win. Fuck. She's fake crying. This is good. <laughs> Who's someone that inspires you? Um. And why? And why? Uh, Tell me who the person is and why. You can't say her. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill is a, co a comedian that kind of just did, he should be way more famous, but he passed away, but it's like he didn't pander and do stuff to appease like whatever industry or audience or whatever, he did stuff his own way mm -hmm. and then people like really respected that. Um, so I think uh, he's someone that, that I look at I listen to a lot, and he's passed away. I listen to his like radio talks all the time, just to hear his frame of mind. His point of view is so creative, and it's like I think people really respected that, even if it wasn't what they agreed with. The fact that he was telling the truth and he was honest, yeah. um, that people really respected. So that's someone that that I looked up to in uh, comedy. That's dope. I like. I, I've never heard him, so I'm. I, I'll I'm send you a special. You should watch it. It's called Elephant in the Room. It's probably the best one I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. What is it on? What is it on YouTube or something? Yeah, it's on Comedy Central. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch that one for it's sure. On HBO. So, we we aired these on Monday. So this is like a people start the week like this. What is? Do you have a Monday ritual? Anything you like to do on to start off your week that makes you start just good? Anything? No, no. That's why I didn't want. That's why I always hated the office job. Is because like you're living your weekend and you're like you're living for the weekend. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like. That's one thing I liked about comedy is like I wanted every day to just be, you know what I mean? Like yeah. every I could look forward to every day. I don't have to be looking forward to Friday. Uh yeah. Saturday. To a to a yeah, Friday or Saturday. Man, but, he dropped another one. That's a good one right but there. But I, I also think I too like is yeah, like your whatever your your hesitation is, like you shouldn't be waiting for there's never a right time to start something. It's always going to feel like you need more preparation or I need to wait for this time period. It's just like just do it. And then, like, if you make it a habit, then you'll continue to do it. And if, like, that's the one thing with comedy, it's like, I was real hesitant because I was like, oh, this this needs to be better. I need to wait for there more people in the audience. It's like, no, you just do it. And then now, every Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. I go to these open mics, and that just becomes a part of your life. And it's not, you know, it's not such a big thing in your head. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's dope. So I like that. Is there anything else you want to add before we end this? Anything you want to say? Anything? Uh, no, I appreciate you having me on, man. Oh, man. And uh, appreciate you. Yeah, dude. Uh, this gym, since I came in here, it was weird because I found you on Instagram because I was thinking about joining the gym again. Yeah. And I saw your Instagram clips, and then I was like, "Oh, this dude really knows what he's doing." You know? Because yeah. I was, I didn't even know this gym was right here. I would have been came here a long time ago. So, now it's definitely helped my uh, mental and everything, and um, just being able to come here in a positive environment and everything, because. The comedy thing is a very lonely thing, you know. Yeah. Whether you do good or bad, it drives home from Oregon or from wherever you're at. So you need a lot of time to think and stuff. So it's just uh, definitely help with, uh, you know, 
yeah. mitigating those negative thoughts or anything like that. No, I Popping appreciate you. We, we, we love to have you here, man. Everyone here always brings you up. Even when there was a time when you were gone for a couple of days or a week and everyone's like, yo, where's stand-up been? I'm like, yo, you know this quiet-ass stand-up at 5.30 <laughs> not being here? Cause five... But it's because your presence, you don't even have to say nothing. You have a good presence to you. You have a good energy to you. And um, I, I love that about you. And, that's and I was going to message you one time. Well, because I don't want you to think I'm just like, just start eating. You know, it's like, oh, this fool just fell off. Because yeah. I, I was in Vegas or something. Like, if yeah, I'm going yeah, out of town, I'm yeah. like, oh, I should just tell you. So you don't think I'm just like, I'm like this bitching food. out and not coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm saying the people besides just the trainers and stuff, like members in class and just different people were like, yo, we're stand-up men. But that's how you know, like, your presence is known when you're here without even saying anything. It's just who you are. And I think that's dope. So uh, I'm I'm grateful for that, and I'm plus I'm grateful for the opportunity you gave me to be at the great job man. at the crest. I mean that's crazy. So the yeah. fact that I was able to do that, all that was all because of you. I kept telling people <laughs> not uh, because I was good. Other people kept asking me at the comments like, "Who's that, Jose Morales?" I was he's a he's an LA comic, bro. You don't even know. Like yeah. they don't, they didn't know. This is a headshot, so they didn't know. So they're like, "Who is that?" Dude? I'm like, "You ain't heard you know, Jose Morales? He's huge in LA, dude. Yeah, the monster, bro. Like they don't know. People don't know who people is. Like, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, hey." Everyone was cracking up because it was like you put me with all these real ass good comedians, and then it was me. And I was, I was like, shit. Fuck That's it. a crazy environment to have for your first time. No, yeah, way, it was so. amazing. I'm, I'm glad. And again, that was all because of you. So thank you for that. Um, how do people stay in touch with you? How can people? Uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter and all that stuff at Bobby Emoto. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Or I have a website, robertamoto.com. Oh, that's a good I usually one. update my calendar on that stuff, so it's pretty up to date. Where's your next show? Thing. Uh, next week? I, I thought I was going to do this for uh, I thought I was going to memorize this before I came up here. But that's, no, how, that's, how, that's how bad I am. And then I, I'll try to check in when I come in So here. how often? Yeah. I'm the, Your I, ass I never does that. <laughs> and I was like, yo, Bobby, did you check in? He was like, oh, no, no. Because it's like a weird, you know, so that's the only power I can have over you. I'm like, you be telling me to check in. I don't know everyone does it. I'm like, I'm not irritated. I'm going come in here. I was like, and I, sometimes I'm, I'm in the booking window and I'll be like, man, fuck that. I'll come in. <laughs> it's like... I was like, I'm gonna get this. Mother- I'm gonna make his ass run. I or something. No, that's, I mean, because sometimes I don't want to check in, and then I already gave you this excuse. You don't believe me, so whatever. Is that this is <laughs> excuse? He's like, if I check in, I feel like I have to go. He's like, then I can kind of bitch out. But that's the point. Because no, I don't want the like. Sometimes something comes up, and I don't want. Does the, the if I cancel, does it pop up on it your pops thing? Pops up. Yeah. Bobby canceled. And don't you have a thought in your head like, oh, yeah, I'm like bitch. this little bitch. I'm not overthinking it. See, if I never do, it's a surprise. Like, no, oh, no, came no, through. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, it isn't. It, it doesn't pop up? It says canceled. Yes, it does. Does, does the name pop up? It says your name, and then it says canceled. You don't think nothing when someone does that? I don't think nothing. You know what? Never <laughs> yes, mind. You do. <laughs> yes, you do. I know what pops up. He's like, oh, this little... <laughs> That's what I picture. I picture you sitting in your I'm truck. Sitting in, the... in your air-conditioned truck, you know what I mean? Right here, in the shade, in the only parking lot with the... In the only parking spot with the shade. He parks on the side of the building, all right? Let you know. There's a lot of parking spots out there, and it doesn't even say reserve. He just parks there. <laughs> And which he should be told, by the way. I should have to tell these other people that, they, that his ass should be told. They just can't whoop your ass. That's why they don't tell you. He parks right there and he sits there and you're making your videos and then you see my notification pop up. And that's, that's what I picture you seeing it. And you're like, oh, that's a little Canceled. Bit. Yeah. I'm like, he's a you're eating bitch. some Chick fil A. You're eating some nuggets. <laughs> Chick fil A, <laughs> drinking a Dutch rose. Yeah. And, like, and I'm like, this motherfucker canceled. Nah, nah. I'll but, check in more. Yeah, check in more. So, when's your next show? You need to tell us. Oh, I'm going to be in Nevada. It was your next few Nevada, shows. Nevada, Stockton. Oh, I'm back at the Crest Theater on the... What is it, when you're in the Crest? That's the, a good show. If okay. you haven't been to the Crest, the Crest is a good theater. I mean, just, it's historical. I, I love the Crest. When, was, give us that Crest date. 
the fifteenth. Uh, with Josh Prey, he's uh, um, big on uh, Facebook and social media. Okay. So I'm opening for him. What day is that? Is that a, uh, is that a Friday? 15th. It's, yeah, it's a Friday. Friday? Last Unlimited on the 14th. So in Nevada on the 8th, Stockton on the 9th, uh, Last Unlimited on the 14th, and then Crest Theater on the 15th. And then boom, kind of a bunch of other random spots. All but right. they're all, they'll all be on my calendar. On my so if you, need a, if you need to go holla at him, check his calendar. All right. My man, Bobby, thank you for coming on. I hope you guys have a great, great week. If you like this episode, you gained something from this episode, like, share, review, send it to somebody you know. Maybe somebody you know that's trying to get into comedy doesn't know how. He just told you how. He just explained it to you. No one's going to come watch you and be like, hey, you're funny. You should come do it. You got to go looking for it. So thank you for coming on, Bobby. Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. We're out. <laughs>